Well, it's always just a pleasure above pleasure to be here at the NRB. And this is like NRB Chronicles 2022. I hardly believe that we're back here again, but I get to often see friends and see how God continues to grow um, their ministries and, and grow their influence, as especially those that seem to just want to serve in unique niches of people that need help and just for the sense of serving. And that's what I get a sense always from my friend Miriam Neff, who, who I've known for years and years. He's a Christian car guy, has been ministering to widows for years. But then she brought in her daughter, Valerie, and, and they've been on this wise women managing money. And so now you've written a book. We have. It's been a great adventure together. And so, Valerie, from your perspective, um, maybe we'll just start with one of my fun questions. Like, man, there's a there's a chapter in this book. Like, you're you're thinking, I can hardly wait till they read this. And, and so, like, without you know making it so they don't ever want to read the book, but by nonetheless, <laughs> I mean, how 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 cool is it that God's given you insight? to help folks or maybe need to talk about who you're helping yeah so um, my mom has had a widow's ministry for 14 years and so when she would speak with a lot of these ladies right on the heels of grief would come financial issues Uh, questions about boy I never knew we were eighty thousand dollars in debt or boy I'm half owner of a manufacturing facility now Uh, women who are kind of being thrown into doing the finances many have been doing it over a lifetime but some are just suddenly thrown in um, and this would happen with ladies that are widows or maybe have been divorced or maybe they're single and just are starting out. So they, they're maybe a little bit intimidated by the financial world. Um, but what we really want to see is for them to step into it with biblical confidence that they can be good stewards. And my favorite chapter, so spoiler alert, but it's really <laughs> going to be at the end because the end game is giving to kingdom purposes, is stepping into the service that the Lord has for us with confidence And we can do that uh, once we kind of get our arms around, well, we need to have the lights on and have water and food and those kinds of things. And we're going to need to manage money well to do that and to really enable us to come from a position of strength into service. You just gave me a great idea. My daughter, Mariah, graduates this spring from um, Sanford University. She's going to be a teacher, but she wants to work in a real low-income position because that's the kind of work she wants to do, right? And working at a Christian school, right? And and so, but immediately she's like, Dad, how am I going to make it? <laughs> we want to talk to her. And the third chapter, Val gave you that bookend at the end. We, we talk about, first of all, it's all God's entrusted you. It's not ours. But now she was going to love the third chapter when it talks about how you create your spending plan. And she wants to do that early and young. Not everyone does that. Even, uh, I mean, Bob and I did finances together probably a little bit at the first, but more so all the time. But I didn't do anything in investing till after he went to heaven. So it's kind of like I'm the vintage person here, and Valerie's the lawyer and the CFP and, and next generation. And we want women to early on get into the recognition that it's God's on loan. And he wants us to be a Matthew 25 steward. He wants us to grow it. So your daughter is going to be uniquely positioned to value every daughter. I'm proud of you, Dad. Yeah. And don't tell her. We'll give her a free book, and you can give that to her for a grad gift. She can come right out of the gate with that I'm going to get it to her before that because, you know, in almost every phone call, 
you know how it is when you, I guess you're in college and, and life is never really coming at you. Mom and dad have helped you through this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to have to pay my own insurance. And oh, I'm going to have to pay this bill and that bill that I've never paid before. And I can just sense this panic in her. And, and so I really want to give it to her like soon, like the next time I see her. So because she, she we live in Winston-Salem, where I actually live in Stokesdale, North Carolina. She's in Birmingham, so, but fun. And I know how critical it is, because, like, oh my goodness, if I'd have known then what I know now about saving, and I have friends, you know, that did, <laughs> from the time right. that they were, like, you know, when they got when they got out of college or and, and began that program, but it's never too late, is it? Right, and we have a lot gained a lot of biblical wisdom over the years. We have heroes in this area. We've got Larry Burkett. We've got Ron Blue. We wanted to write from a women's perspective for women, um, kind of standing on their shoulders. They've given a lot of biblical truth over the years, and um, we just wanted to take some of that and say, and here's some of the specific interests that women might have around it, or some of the um, studies are showing us a lot of times it's a lack of confidence. They have all the ability, um, but even in your daughter's situation, and with many women, we would say um, learning early on, um, when you want to go into ministry or do something, we always make decisions. Money can go over here or over there, um, so she'll give up some things to gain some things, and, and in our faith, we know all about that, right? We, we give up a little to gain the great prize, right? The, the pearl of great price. So well, what, I, what I sense right now, Miriam, actually from her, is just like, La la la! You know she wants to stick her fingers in her ear and go la la. I don't want to hear about it. You know, but she does want to hear about it. You know, how do you enter in? How how you know? It seems like that decision, like man, I I need to start something. How how do you get past the overwhelm? Well, and that's part of why in the book it's twenty six short chapters on a lot of different things. So your daughter might skip over right now how to buy a house. That's a chapter, but she might. But she might want to look at investing like she's going to have some money. She's going to want to put some away. And so she can pick and choose what chapter she feels meets her need. They're standalone. And, yes, we start with we're a steward, but a little bit of statistics. And she's the numbers nerd. I'm the word nerd. But here's a few statistics. <laughs> word nerd. I've never heard that. <laughs> I think I made that up right now. Uh, you want to write that down in the notes. I, nerd word. A word nerd. Yeah. Um, women now oversee 51% of the wealth in the United States. And in just a decade or so, we'll be overseeing 75% of the wealth in the United States. Why? Because we're better educated. We're working more. Most work moms are working. And then there are people like me who... My husband went to heaven before I did, which will happen in eight of ten marriages. So we're overseeing assets and IRAs and all of that. Uh, we have friends lately who have become widowed that are overseeing $12 million in a trust. And her husband wanted her to be the trustee because she's a believer. So when we say there's women in a whole lot of different categories... But the truth is the same. It's not ours. It's God's, so we need to entrust it well. And that, that will give your daughter her why. Yeah, why are a, you doing this? And a why is so important. Uh, number one, because we will likely end up managing it anyway, so you can manage what hasn't been managed in the past, or you can just get in there and get after it, uh, number one. But we manage it to be good stewards. And if we look at things step by step, one of the things we wanted to do is take the intimidating stuff away. 
some of the words we use in the industry are unnecessarily complicated. Um, so just, I would say, get in there and refuse to be intimidated and start small. Right. And so there's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum, from my perspective, just like you just said, is people that all of a sudden never manage their money. And a perfect example, you know, we do the Jesus labor love for single moms and widows, right? And the story that I'll never forget was this poor lady had been driving around for two years without an air conditioner. You told, we talked about this last year, and you told yeah. us about the button on the car. Yeah, and all she just did, you know, all she didn't know that, well, you're going to hit the little snowflake button, and she had air, but it, she didn't know to touch the button because her husband wasn't there to do that. And, and so, you know, wisdom cries from the streets, but you got to stand up and say, okay, you know. And so, you know, it seems to me that so many just take advice from the neighbor who always heard this or whatever and rather than going to somebody that really understands this right because now you're a widow and like what do i do i've i've got a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar ira that no taxes have been paid on and i everybody tells me i should just take my minimum distributions right. but wow you then you end up with a tax bomb that's on so how yeah. how would you go there. I would start with, um, you know, first of all, it's seldom an immediate crisis. You can hit the pause button and get some wisdom and get godly counsel. Because like you were saying, some people might just go to um, someone that's a family member in their church. And those can be good, but there can also be affinity fraud. So, you, I'm, you know, a lot of people are very vulnerable and can be a sitting target. If you have a little bit of something, there's always someone out there who wants to get their hands on it. So, um, who do you trust that's coming from a biblical worldview um, that has your best interest in mind as that person who's very vulnerable? And just like the Bible says, get a little bit of a multitude of wise counsel. Just don't latch on to the first person that's willing to come in, alongside because everybody's got an opinion on what they ought to do with that money. Well, right, and one of the things they can do is buy this book. Well, right? I, that's, I that's, was going to say we have chapter. We have a chapter on how to pick a, a financial advisor and the questions you ask. So if you're wondering who to ask, we have a chapter that walks you through. Here's what you want to be looking for, and we have a chapter on investments, and we talk about it like it's your grocery cart. You can go to the deli section and get equities. You can go to the another section oh, like and that. get and get uh, mutual funds. I'm going to go to the meat section every time well we, we're not fans of certain funds where there's a lot of fees involved or you can put it in a shoebox and in the matthew 25 a parable that person that hit it didn't do well so that's a gnashing of teeth issue yeah. oh yeah. you know what so valerie and i are not going to be telling you to be fearful and shoebox but you can go to the meat section but you can't go to the shoebox section okay <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, I, that was one of the neat things I learned, you know, maybe five or six years ago, is God is a risky God. Like, he was so risky that he gave Robbie Gilmore free will. That's pretty risky business right there. Like, he gave me the job. <laughs> and, and so, trusting God, right, has to do with, if, if, if I'm going to, I'll look at going out on a risk, but. God is the one that's backing it, right? Yeah. So you know that you got that. And, and so like you said, God, godly counsel to not end up with that person in the shoebox. And so, you know, it seems like, well, I'll just hold what I got, not yeah. do anything, and, and essentially yeah. not be a steward, yeah. but just let the past stewards 
work or stay in place, right? Yeah, we what we can do when we go to the shoebox or we don't do anything with our investments is that we're hearing this word all the time now, inflation. So we're actually falling behind when we're doing nothing. Um, so we have to take a little bit of risk, but I believe there's there's wise risk, right? As believers, we live in this tension between due diligence and faith, and they're both important. Um, so there is a little bit of risk we can take, but it's not with everything. You know, we really need to be wise. What are we going to need, and when are we going to need it? So that's how we measure those things. It fits right in with the title of their book. Exactly. It's Wise Women <laughs> yes. Managing Money. I hate we're out, we're out of time. It's too much fun. Well, wise you women. can go to wisewomenmanagingmoney.com. So we have a website, and there are videos on this, too. So thank you. I had to crowd that. No, wisewomenmanagingmoney.com. And they are wise and, and, and delightful uh, stewards of what God has given them. Um, beautiful, wonderful. Miriam Neff, Valerie Neff Hogan. What is JD? Uh, Juris Doctor. So that's law and then the Certified Financial Planner. So yeah, like you said, she's smart. <laughs> Juris Doctor. I've, I've never met a JD before, <laughs> except Clampett, and he was just the oh hillbilly. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good, Valerie. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much for coming back and for what you're doing for the kingdom, right? Thank you. Like, may God use this book really for to, to, to help people right build wealth, wealth for what you talked about that last chapter, you know, using it for the kingdom. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Sure. God bless.